Praise the Lord. Welcome to church. Quickly hold your Bible in your hand. If you're reading from your cell phone, lift it up high. Uh, Samsung's a little higher. iPhone's a little lower. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will hear from God's word. And my life will never be the same. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. God has two ways uh, that he delivers to us. You know, whenever you ask God for something, he is going to bring it to you in one of these two ways. The first one is the blessing. Someone say the blessing. And this is ultimately how God wants us to receive from him. Amen? And the second one, the second way, delivery system, that God brings things to us is called miracles. Someone say miracles. And miracles are usually... Uh, something that happens when we are in a crisis situation. You never require a miracle until you are in a crisis. You never require a miracle until you run out of wine at your wedding in Cana. But when you are in the blessing, you never run out of wine. But you provide wine for those who run out of wine at their weddings. In other words, when you are in the blessing, you are a partner with God to create miracles for others. And when you pray to God for a lifestyle of miracle after miracle, Lord, Lord, send me more miracles. What you are essentially asking for is crisis. Hallelujah. <laughs> and if you're writing down notes, write this down. The blessing is eternal, but miracles are temporary. What does that mean? That means Jesus indeed walked on water, but he didn't walk on water everywhere he went. It was a miracle, and it was for that particular moment and that particular time. Amen? What is a blessing? A blessing, on the other hand, is when you and I cooperate with God's spiritual laws, the laws that he has created for our benefit. God has created uh, spiritual, natural laws that when we cooperate with them, the blessings of God will begin to flow in our lives. Amen? But we have to cooperate with these spiritual, natural laws for us to tap into the blessing. Hallelujah! So you have to cooperate with these laws. And, you know, some of these laws uh, that you can uh, uh, tap into when you want to connect with God, particularly in, in, in receiving his blessings, I think the first primary one is you must give God something to work with. Write that down. That's a good point. Give God something to work with. You know why? Because God says in his word, he will bless the work of your hands. Amen? So your hands have to be doing something for God to bless what you are doing. I was sharing with the early service about uh, this woman uh, who uses, uh, uh, um, you know, a building right next to us. And, uh, you know, she, she, she I, I never, never had met this woman before. And, uh, but I started seeing almost everyone we knew. I mean, the other day I walked in and Henry was telling me, hey, Sister Nyasha was here. And I was like, what was she doing? She's like, oh, she had come to see this woman upstairs who does 
uh, manicures and pedicures. And then the next time I saw one of our doctor friends, she's there, she's getting a manicure and pedicure. And the next time I saw uh, a, a queue right outside the building, and I asked, what's going on? What are these women here for? It says they are here to see that same woman who uh, 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 does nails. I mean, it was a long queue, all races. People are queuing, and here's how arrogant she is. She doesn't fix nails after hours. She fixes nails during business hours. So if you want your nails done, you're going to have to come Monday to Friday between 8 and 5. But get what, guess what she's doing? She's giving God an opportunity to bless the work of her hands. And because she has gotten so good at it, I don't doubt that she will become a millionaire because of the number of people that I've seen going to her to get their nails done. I mean, I don't even think people should get their nails done, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but here she is. She's going to make millions. You know why? Because she's giving God an opportunity to work with something. So the first principle of tapping into the blessing is to do something. Do something. You know, in 2010, I published my first book, Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People? And uh, someone across the pond picked it up in the you know, state of California, read the book, enjoyed it. In other words, read the work. And enjoyed it and decided, hey, I want a truckload. Send me an email. Hey, Tafara, my name is Monica Bo. Never met before, but I really enjoyed your book. Can you please send a truckload to me because I have several people I want to distribute this book to. God wanted to bring me uh, a provision, resources, but he needed something to work with. And when I gave him that book, he began to work miracles, touching people's lives. And I sent a truckload, and after she read the book, gave it to a few people, she wrote me again to say, you know what, this time around I just want to give you money because of the work you did in that book. So when you don't work, you are, you are, you are not giving God an opportunity to bring something to bless you with. Amen? This is why, you know, uh, uh, social, social grants... So what they're called, they, they, they don't give God an opportunity to, to bless you because they are kept. But when you work, when you, when you do something with the gifts and the callings that God has given you, when you cooperate, watch this, with the spiritual, natural law of the blessing of work. I can tell you, man, I could go to McDonald's today. I may start flipping burgers, but I can guarantee you, within six months, I'll be one of the managers telling other people to flip burgers. Why? Because of the blessing that is on the inside of me. But you have to give the blessing something to work with. They are called spiritual natural laws. God's blessing is like a river just flowing with resources. But it is you and me who determine what stream comes to our supply. And the way we do it is by cooperating with God's spiritual natural laws. And one of the laws people like to break is around generosity. People who are stingy never prosper from the blessing. Man, if your attitude is, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. I'll take everything you give me. Give me more. My surname is Mo. <laughs> give me more. If that's your attitude, I can guarantee you, you will not tap into the blessing because you are breaking a spiritual, natural law. You are breaking gravity. And every time you mess with the law, there's going to be some consequences. Amen? So God's blessing, I mean, this powerful force is available for his children, and God has already blessed you, but what you need to do is to activate the blessing by cooperating with spiritual or natural laws. Hallelujah! Someone shout, I'm already blessed. 
Let's go to Proverbs chapter number 10, verse 22. Man, it's going to be good today. It's going to be awesome. God's system has unlimited potential. We just have to tap into it by faith. Amen? And let me tell you, once you activate the blessing of God, God is not going to stop it. And the enemy cannot stop it. And no one can stop it. The only person that can stop the flow of God into your life is you. And I'll show you through scripture. Proverbs chapter number 10, verse 22. Watch what it says. It says the blessing. How many of you know that the blessing is not things? The house is not the blessing. The car is not the blessing. The blessing is God's ability, God's favor spoken over your life that gives you uh, empowerment or an anointing to prosper, watch this, in everything that you do. So if God's blessing is on your life, you could set up a, a, a tomato selling uh, little market at the corner of the street. If the blessing of God is on you, you will prosper doing that. I mean, this woman, she's making thousands upon thousands fixing people's nails. And I bite my nails, so I don't even see any needs in she just fixes people's nails. And apparently everyone thinks she's so awesome. You know why? Because she's letting the blessing flow through her while ministering to people. And people will pay you when you solve their problems. Hallelujah. So he says here, the blessing or the power or the anointing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he addeth no sorrow with it. So it is the blessing that will make you rich. And when you have the blessing, you have everything. You have the golden, you have the goose that lays golden eggs. What would you want? Golden eggs or the goose? See, because if they steal gold, more golden eggs, the goose will produce more golden eggs. But if you have golden eggs, which is the things, the cars, the house, and the money, and if you put your trust in the golden eggs, when they are gone, they are gone. The blessing is the goose. It will produce more. So it doesn't matter what they do to you. It doesn't matter if they demote you. It doesn't matter if they fire you. As long as you have the blessing, the blessing will do it again. It will make you rich. And you will add no sorrow with it. So man, it's so awesome. It is so awesome that we are the blessed children of God. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 3, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed all of us. Someone shout, I am blessed. Someone shout, I am not cursed. You know what that means? That means you, you have no business going to generational curses seminars. You should be going to how to operate in the blessing seminars. Because you are already blessed. Hallelujah. Let's go to Galatians chapter number 3 verse 13. Galatians chapter number 3, verse 13. <coughs> Watch what it says. It says, Christ has redeemed us. What tense is that? Future tense, present tense, past tense? Now, if it's past tense, what does that mean? It's already done, right? Christ has redeemed us. It's already done. From the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Divine exchange. Jesus became a curse. He became a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Next verse. So that 
the blessing of Abraham. What is the blessing of Abraham? That's a powerful one. The, the blessing of Abraham is not things. You know, I don't want to believe for Abraham's sheep and goats. They died a long time ago, okay? That's not what came on me. Or Abraham's tent. I mean, we live in a totally different generation. So the blessing of Abraham is the empowerment that caused Abraham to have so many sheep. It is the empowerment that caused Abraham to have so many donkeys. It is the empowerment that caused Abraham to have so many horses, which is your transport, transportation, right? This blessing will cause you to have options in your transform, tra transportation. Amen. I said amen. Watch what he says. He says that so that the reason he became a curse was so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Let me show you how this blessing operates. Go with me quickly to Genesis chapter number 25. I will read from verse 29. Genesis chapter number 25 from verse 29. Thank you, Jesus. Can you please give it to me in the New King James Bible? Now, Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. Now, remember Jacob and Esau? They were Isaac's children. Amen? Remember the story? Here's what happened. Next verse. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me of that same red stew, for I am tired, I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. Next verse. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. In other words, Jacob said, if you want soup, stew, there's not even burubos or ribs there. <laughs> he said, if you want stew, if you want this soup, sell me your birthright, the right that you have from birth as being a firstborn to receive the blessing. That's what the man said. He said, I know you're the firstborn, and when the time to you know, uh, bless people comes, Isaac is going to bless you because you are the firstborn. So I want that right that you received because of where you were born. And I'll give you soup. <laughs> and the man did not understand that the birthright or the blessing was the power that could even produce a factory of soup manufacturing companies. Wow. A chain all across the world. Wow. So he traded that just for a cup of soup. It's called immediate gratification. I want it, and I want it right. I ain't even, I'm not even going to hunt your neighbor and tell them, trust the process. Trust the process. You know, last year I got a, a, a very special gift. It was my first time actually to do this. I got a gift to go and get a facial, you know, at Sobe. I used to call it Sobet. <laughs> and they said, Pastor, it's Sobe. <laughs> So I went in there, and the lady was looking at my skin, and she said, there is uh, something we're going to do to your face. We're going to give you a, a facial. We're going to wash your face, uh, your face, and, you know, what we are doing is called uh, skin care. You know, we're working on your skin, and this is long-term because it's going to change uh, the structure of your skin at pigmentation level, you know. And they said, uh, but what you see with most people is called makeup. And I said, what's the difference? They said makeup is just patching it for the moment. You know, if it rains or if you sweat, it goes away. It's going to go away. <laughs> you know, but this one, 
that we call uh, 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 skin care is going to look after your skin at pigmentation level. And it's the same thing here. The blessing looks after your life at a long-term basis. It's not a quick fix. If you stay in the blessing, man, things are going to come. Permanent things are going to come into your life. Not things that are here one day and the next time they are gone. But you have to tap into the blessing. Amen? Watch what happens in verse, uh, chapter 30, verse 25. So he got the blessing. So the man agreed to the deal. He said, hey, listen, I'm going to give you this blessing and you give me just a bowl of soup. So he drank the soup. And what do you think happened to the soup? We all know. Amen? (laughs) Chapter number 30, verse 25. Jacob took the blessing. And here's how it worked for him. Chapter number 30, verse 25. Genesis 30, verse 25. And it came to pass, remember the story, uh, uh, Jacob went and worked for Laban, and he wanted a wife from him, and he wanted Rachel, you know, because Leah apparently had uh, lazy eyes, uh, don't know what the Bible means, and he didn't, you know, (laughs) like her, so he liked Rachel. So he worked, after he worked hard, his father-in-law tricked him. You know, when the time came for him to meet his bride in the tent, he went into the tent, and then, you know, it was dark in there, and uh, he met uh, Leah instead of Rachel. And back in the day, it was touch is a move. Once you touch a hand, that's it. <laughs> touch is a move. So he went in there, touched a hand, and that's it. You're going to take it. She's your wife. And he was like, oh, man. <laughs> And he came out, he said, man, you tricked me, but I still want Rachel. And the man said, you're going to have to work seven more years. So he worked seven more years, and after he worked, he got his Rachel. And he said, okay, now I want to leave the company. I'm done. I want to go find work elsewhere. But he had the blessing. Remember, he took the blessing from Esau. Remember the story? And here, look at what this employee says. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said to Laban, Laban is the boss, right? Send me away that I may go to my own place and to my own country. He was ending in his resignation. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go. For you know my service which I have done for you. Next verse. And Laban said unto him, read those two words with me. I didn't hear that. How many of you in here today, if you went and gave your boss your resignation letter, who say those two words? If they don't, it's because you are not letting the, uh, the blessing of God that is already on the inside of you take effect in what you do in the workplace and in the marketplace. The boss said, please stay. If I have found favor, can you picture your boss saying to you, can I have favor in your eyes? Or oh, praise the Lord, she is now living. Hallelujah. <laughs> but the man with the blessing will always find favor. He said, please stay, if I find found favor in your eyes. For I have learned by experience, not because you are spiritual at work, not because you are spooky. You know, hallelujah. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Ah, I feel the anointing. No, I have learned by experience. I learned it by experience that the Lord has blessed me for you. Or for your sake. In other words, God blessed me because of you. The reason why your company is doing well, child of God, is because of you. 
So the next time you walk into the office, don't walk in with the attitude that they are doing you a favor. No, you are actually doing them a favor because you are bringing in something that is far more superior than what they can ever produce in that organization. You bring the blessing. He said, I know by experience, I know it. That the Lord has blessed me because of you. Because you worked for me. Next verse. Watch what happens. Then he said, name your wages. Man, the next time you give in your resignation, this is what should take place. Name your, what do you want? What can, they call it a counter offer. Is that what they call it? They should counter offer you. What can we do for you to keep you? Because we know what's going on in here. Name your wages and I will give it to you. And we know the story. The man said, I want the spotted animals. You know, the ones with the peckles. And guess what? Laban thought it was a stupid deal. Because he didn't understand. He understood science, but he didn't understand the science of the blessing. So he thought it was a stupid deal. He laughed. Ha, 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 ha. Young man, you have a deal. Everything that comes out with sports will be yours. And guess what? From that day onwards, because of the blessing, everything that came out had sports. And the Bible says he started growing and he grew and he became mightier than Laban. It's called a shareholding deal. Amen? But what worked all of this? It was the blessing. Amen? Let's go to Numbers. Let's go to Numbers. Oh, man, this is good. Numbers chapter number 22, verse 6. Here we have a story of uh, uh, Balaam. And Balak. And Balak wanted to curse the children of Israel so that he could defeat the nation of Israel. So he went and he hired Balaam because he understood the science of blessing and cursing. He knew that they were strong and mighty because of the blessing that was upon them. It was not because they had mighty warriors and all these animals and, uh, you know, uh, 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 21st century, you know, ammunition. It was simply because they had the blessing. It was simply because God had spoken his favor over them. So he brought in this prophet called Balaam. He said, Balaam, I want you to come and curse the children of Israel for me. Because I know once you speak a curse, I can defeat them. But right now I can't. You know why? Because there is a blessing on their lives. And this is what happened. Numbers 22 verse 6. Therefore, please come at once. This was the invite. Curse these people for me. For they are too mighty for me. See what the blessing does? It makes you mighty. All you need is the blessing. Man, you've been chasing after all these things. All you need is the blessing. You know? Quit chasing after bumper stickers and you know, anointing oil and water and this one and that. Man, chase after the blessing. Get the empowerment of God and understand it and start working the blessing with faith. Activate it with faith. Give God something to work with. And as you do that, God will begin to multiply and increase you. When you give, you're giving God an opportunity to work with something. Because once he receives that seed, the Bible says he will give it back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And right. That's how the blessing works. So don't break spiritual laws of fellowship and soul strive and things like that and expect the blessing to keep working in your life. It stops the blessing. Amen? Watch what happened. He said, they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that whom you bless is blessed. And whom you curse is cursed. Next verse. 
So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the diviner's fee in their hand, and they came to Balaam and spoke to him at the words of Balak. Next verse. So they went with the money. And he said to them, Lord, here tonight I will bring back a word. I will bring back word to you as soon as the Lord speaks to me. So the princes of the Moab stayed with Balaam. Next verse. Then God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? So Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, is sent to me, saying, Look, a people has come out of Egypt, and they cover the face of the earth. Come now, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to overpower them and drive them out. And God said, Balaam, you shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people for their what? In other words, God was saying, hey, you're wasting your time cursing these people. You know why? Because they are blessed. It was simple mathematics to God that someone who's blessed is uncursable. Is that a word? You cannot be cursed if you are blessed. And man, many people in the church don't understand this principle that the blessing is far superior over the curse. When I see people running around, Pastor, you know, this prophet said he's going to curse me. Oh, take your best shot. Man, I have the blessing of the Lord. I am in the light. How can darkness overpower, how can darkness overpower light? It's impossible. Why should you even lose sleep over something that is not even real? It can't stick. I think it was Smith Wigglesworth. He was about to sleep uh, back in his days, uh, in the candle days. And he was about to sleep and he heard you know, something make uh, a noise in the front of his bed. And when he went to check, to, to check, he saw that it was the devil, you know, manifesting. And uh, instead of reacting, he just looked and said, oh, it's just you. And he went back to sleep. Because <laughs> he knew one thing. The, de- the enemy has already been defeated. We sing that all the time, right? The devil has already been defeated. Hallelujah. Amen. So what happened? Next verse. God said, don't go with them. Next verse. 14. And the princes of Moab rose and went back to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Next verse. Then Balak again sent princes more numerous and more honorable than they. In other words, he looked for the higher ranking officials. And he said, go and talk to this guy because I really want him to come and speak a curse over these people. Next verse. And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak, son of Zippor, please let nothing hinder you from coming to me. For I will certainly honor you greatly, or I will pay you. And I will do whatever you say to me. Therefore, please come, curse these people for me. Then Balaam answered and said to his servants, to the servants of Balak, Though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the word of the Lord my God. To do less or more. Do you see it? But this dude was still thinking about the money. He said, man, I mean, you could could see he was tempted. Watch what he says in the next verse. Now, therefore, please also stay here tonight that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. Dude, God just told you not to go. And you are saying, okay, but okay, we will... Pray about it, fast about it, to hear what else 
The Lord has already spoken. <laughs> he was starting to get tempted by the money. Next verse. And the Lord knew it. And God came to Balaam at night and said to him, If this man come to call you, rise and go with them. But only the word which I speak to you, that you shall do. So we know the story. He went, and while he was riding his horse, uh, the horse stopped along the way, and uh, he started you know, hitting the horse, and the horse started speaking to him. The horse said, man, Balaam, I've served you all these years, and this is how you're going to treat me? That's literally what the horse said. He says, this is how you're going to treat me? And Balaam said, man, because you're refusing to move, this is how I'm going to treat you. And when he was about to, you know, he said, in fact, he said, if I had a sword, I would have killed you. And the minute he said that, uh, 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 an angel appeared in front of him. And the angel said, if the horse hadn't stopped, I would have killed you right away. So you better thank this horse for stopping because I really wanted to kill you. And then the angel reminded him, where you are going, the only thing you should let come out of your mouth is the word of the Lord. This is just a reminder. So he went over and he got there and he, you know, uh, uh, Balak, they offered sacrifices on uh, seven altars and he asked the man now to pronounce a curse over the children of Israel. So he opened his mouth and started blessing them. He said, blessed are you, the children of Israel, and mighty are you, you shall uh, multiply and subdue the whole earth. You are a powerful nation. And Balak said, stop. That's not what I brought you here to do. And he said, I, I know what's going on. The angle we are standing, you can see the whole nation, and it's too mighty for you. Let's go to an angle where you can just see a portion of the nation. Perhaps you can start, you know, pronouncing a curse. So they went to the next place. And when they got to the next place, this is what he said in uh, Numbers chapter number 23, verse 15. 15 to 20. 23 to 15. And he said to Balak, stand here by your burnt offering while I meet the Lord over there. Next verse. Then the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth. And he said, go back to Balak and thus you shall speak. Next verse. So he came to him and there he was standing by his burnt offering and the princes of Moab were with him. And Balak said to him, what has the Lord spoken? Then he took up his oracle and said, rise up Balak and hear. Listen to me, son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor a son of man that he should repent or change his mind. Has he said, and will you not do it? Or has he spoken, and will you not make it good? Next verse. Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. See, once the blessing takes effect, once God releases the blessing over your life, no man can stop it. The devil cannot stop it. Your haters can't even stop it. The only person that can stop it is you. When you stop cooperating with the blessing. Go to Revelation chapter number 2, verse 14. So the man Balaam did not commit any sin, right? Because he spoke the word of the Lord, right? I mean, he didn't say anything that God didn't tell him. Not to say. Do you see it? So he went and he said what the Lord had told him to say. But here is what interested me. In Revelations chapter number 2 verse 14. The Lord speaking to the churches. You know the seven churches. But I have a few things against you. Because you have, there, you have those who hold the doctrine of Balaam. Who taught Balak 
to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel. So Balaam did not curse them, but what he did was say to Balak, Hey, Balak, I can't curse these people because they are mighty and God has pronounced a blessing over them. But I'll tell you this. They can curse themselves. You put a stumbling block in their way. You put a circumstance in their way. You put something. You, you, you do something that will make them change their confession. That will make them you know, say something like, I'm a loser. You, 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 you put something that is not of faith in their mouth. You put something that is not of faith in their actions. Make them say, oh, man, I don't know uh, what's going to happen to me this month. I don't even know how I'm going to. Instead of, my God shall supply all my needs according. You make them say something. You make them say something that is contrary to the blessing. Make them say something like, I don't know where my marriage is going. Make them go in circles. Put a stumbling block so that they can curse themselves. Because they have authority to curse themselves. And that was Balaam's sin. Teaching the enemy how to let the children of Israel curse themselves. And I'm here to tell you, child of God, the devil can't curse you. The false prophets cannot curse you. Your boss, you know, can't stop the blessing over your life. That aunt who doesn't like you, he can't curse you. Man, when I go to the countryside and they're talking about witchcraft, and stuff, hey, when you go to that house, don't eat. Man, I go to those houses and I, and I enjoy that food. <laughs> There's just something about that food that makes it so delicious. <laughs> and guess what? Nothing happens to me or my family. You know what? Because I am uncursable. Unless I start cursing myself or unless I start believing it and cooperate with it. As it is, I don't cooperate. I don't believe it. So they can do it. And as long as I don't participate, it cannot touch me. Someone shout, a thousand may fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand side, but it will not come near me. It will not touch me. No plague shall come near my family. I am protected. We are protected by the blood of Jesus. That's all you need. God has already blessed you. He has already empowered you for victory. So quit giving and empowering the devil with the power that he does not have. He's a loser. Amen? Let's go now to uh, Proverbs chapter number 3. Is this good? Proverbs chapter number 3 verse 5. Proverbs chapter number 3 from verse 5. To six. Proverbs chapter number three. Tate, you want to come up? Just come up and stand here. Proverbs chapter number three from verse five to six. Watch what it says. Please give it to me in the King James Bible. Proverbs three from verse five to six. Watch what it says. It says, trust in the Lord with how many? All. With how much? All. With how much? says, trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Next verse. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct 
thy paths. Let's go back to verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. So what we want to do is just do what the Bible told us not to do. So I'm going to change his name. What is his name right now? His name is Tate, right? Everybody say hi, Tate. Hi, Tate. Just smile so that he can relax. <laughs> Looking good, man. I like this. <laughs> so we want to change his name from Tate to thine own understanding. What's his new name now? Thine own understanding. Hey, Tate, my name is Pastor T. What's your name? Thine own understanding. That's his new name. And I'm about to do what the Bible just commanded me not to do. All right? So you stand here. Let's move this. You stand here. Stretch out your hands. And I'm about to lean on who? Now you tell me, how do I look? Uncomfortable? Not stable? Like I'm about to fall? What else? How do I look? Unbalanced? How do I look? Confused? Skew? Scared? This is exactly what happens when you lean on who? The Bible just commanded you not to lean on who? And every time you break the law of God and you lean on this dude who was never created for you to lean on, you will look unbalanced, you will look scared, you will look skewed, you will look what else? Like you're about to fall. And every time you see these symptoms in your life, you're scared, you're nervous, you're about to fall, you feel like something, you are not leaning on who you are supposed to lean on. You have been leaning on thine own understanding. And God has created you and I never to lean on thine own understanding. The Bible says in Jeremiah 10, 23, it was never created for men who walk to direct his own steps. Why? Because the steps of a good man are to be directed or ordered of the Lord. In other words, you are to lean on his understanding and not thine own understanding. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's go to Mark chapter number 6, verse 5. Mark chapter number 6, verse 5. Watch what it says. Speaking of Jesus, now he could do no mighty work there. Notice he, he didn't say he wouldn't. Did you see it? He says he could. In other words, he wanted, but he couldn't. There is something that can stop God's flow in your life says he couldn't. Jesus was walking around thinking, man, I really want to do this. But he could not. And he tells you why. There, he could not do a mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick folk, or a few sick people, and healed them. Next verse. And he marveled because of their what? The reason why God could not do stuff with them was because of their unbelief. Unbelief stops the flow of God in your life. Unbelief stops the flow of the blessing in your life. God won't do it. The devil can't do it. But your own unbelief will stop what God wants to do. You know, my wife, she always says this when we're driving together and we're driving to a mall or something. She always says, you know what? Today is your lucky day. And I say, why? She says, because you're going to find good parking. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? I thought she was spooky. I said, man, what are you talking about? And sure enough, every time we drive into the parking lot, we find good parking. <laughs> and I didn't believe it at first. So it didn't happen to me. How many of you know that what you don't believe, it doesn't matter. Hey, Pastor T, I don't believe these things you're teaching. Don't worry. What you don't believe won't happen to you. I don't believe that God wants us to prosper and be good. I don't believe the prosperity. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> you know why? Because it won't happen to you. <laughs> you know why? Because unbelief stops the flow of these things. I don't believe God is a miracle working God. I don't believe he heals in 2017. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. It won't happen to you. So I didn't believe it. And every time I would go into the parking lot, I would struggle to find parking. But when I'm with her, honey, it's your lucky day. Today you're going to find good parking. And I'm like, really? And every time we're driving, we find good parking. And I was like, man, I need to change my confession. So now I say it. When I drive into the parking lot, I say, man, today is a blessed day and I am going to find good parking. And guess what? Now I believe it and now I find good parking. Because unbelief stops the flow of God in our lives. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter number 4 verse 2. Hebrews chapter number 4 verse 2. So God has already blessed you. Man, I'm telling you, what you need to do is to give him something to work with. Give him something to work with. You know, when I published my third book, you know, I put out a work out there into the, you know, marketplace. And man, it has opened amazing doors. I've been on radio. I've been on TV. I've been to places that I would not ordinarily go to. But you know what? God is taking my work and he's putting a blessing on it. And he's, it, it, it's, it's like a ripple effect. But you're going to have to give God something to work with. And I always tell the musicians, man, until you have a product, until you have an album, until you have something that God can put his blessing on, you haven't started. Because how are we going to bless you? People don't ordinarily just walk up to you. It may happen once. You know, if you close yourself in the room and pray for money to rain from heaven, it may happen. But it's only going to happen once. Ultimately, God wants you to be at a place where there is a flow of resources towards you. And you have to give God that opportunity by publishing and producing something. Put something out there. You know, when I finished publishing my third book, went and preached in Cape Town and taught from the book. And when I left, in fact, the first night we taught, and uh, one woman picked up the book. She really enjoyed the sermon. Went home, read the book, couldn't put it down, read it overnight. The next day she called and ordered 28 books. Okay? And things just started moving in that direction. <laughs> and how many of you know that when she orders 28 books, I am getting paid? Some of you don't realize. <laughs> I just have to let you know. <laughs> the more books you order, the more I get paid. So God was sitting in heaven saying, thinking, man, I want to bless Tafara with some money. And someone said, oh, Tafara has a book. He says, okay, use that avenue and bless him with some money. I mean, these are people who would not ordinarily know of the message that I'm teaching. But I have to put it out there. It has to go out there so that God can use that. God will bless the work of your hands. And I'm telling you, I could go to McDonald's today, flip burgers. It won't be for long because of the blessing on me. Did you see what happened? 
Man, I'll hand in my resignation. I believe that. Some of you don't believe it. I believe it. So it will happen to me. The day I hand in my resignation, say, today, I don't want to flip beggars anymore. They will say, just like you said to Jacob, please stay and name your wages. Some of you are like, Pastor, I don't believe that. Don't worry. It won't happen to you. I believe it. You know why? Because God is not a respecter of persons. God is, doesn't show favoritism. What happened to another can uh, uh, happen to the next one. You know why? Because God is just looking for the one who believes him. Yeah. All you have to say is, Lord, I believe you. I trust in you. Amen? Where did I tell you to go? Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 2. So things, I mean, things are moving in Cape Town. They have bought more books than we have sold in Johannesburg already. I think they are over 100. Just last week on Wednesday, I was sending more books. In fact, they have started a Bible study around the book where they meet as a church every Wednesday and discuss the book. But how did it start? God had to take something. God needs to work with something. Give, some, give God. God can't work with a social grant. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those that heard it. Did you see it? The blessing works the same way. Everybody is blessed, but the blessing is activated by faith. When you, when you step into uh, 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 that place of faith, when you step out, uh, you know, trusting and believing God, God will begin to bless that. And as God blesses that, you will begin to see blessings all around you. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Did this help someone this morning? Thank you, Lord. Someone shout, I am blessed. I am blessed. Coming, in Coming in and going out. Shout, I am the head and not the tail. Shout, the blessing of the Lord is in my life. Therefore, I am blessed. I have been redeemed from the curse of sickness, from the curse of poverty and death. So that the blessing, the power of God to bring prosperity may be on my life and in my family. Shout everywhere I go. I receive favor and promotion because of the blessing of the Lord over my life. Shout the blessing of the Lord. It makes me rich and I have no sorrow in me. Shout the Lord is blessed the work of my hands. Therefore, I am a success. Shout, I cooperate with the laws of the blessing. Therefore, I am in the blessing floor. My storehouse is blessed. You know what that means? That means your savings account. That's what it says in Deuteronomy chapter number 28. It says God has ordained a blessing over your storehouse. And if you don't have a storehouse, go and open one. So that you can give God an opportunity to bless your storehouse. 
I know a man actually who opened a savings account and put two dollars because he read this scripture and he believed it. Say, God, you bless my storehouse. You opened a savings account and put two dollars. And say, God, now you bless that. I have a storehouse now. And God blessed, blessed it and went into, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because God blesses your storehouse. Man, go and read the, the blessing chapter in Deuteronomy 28 and see the things that God will bless over your life. Shout, my storehouse is blessed and the devourers are rebuked in the name of Jesus. Shout, I am not intimidated in situations because the Lord, my God, He is with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. I cooperate with the blessing of God and I use wisdom. I am a lender and not a borrower. For about 30 seconds, just begin to thank Him for that blessing over your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your power, your empowerment to bring prosperity in all areas of our life. My marriage is blessed. We have the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. My marriage is blessed. We do not have strife. My children are blessed. They are obedient and they listen to their elders. They listen to those in authority at school. My children are blessed. They are full of wisdom and they are intelligent. They pass with high grades. They are an example of good children. This church is blessed. We do not lack any good thing. All our bills are paid. All our seats are filled. We are reaching people's lives and changing a nation because of the blessing of our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for every single one of these, your children, under the sound of my voice. Father, we thank you for the gifts and callings that you have deposited in their lives. Father, we thank you that they will not go to waste but Father, that they will bring forth fruits to some 30, to some 60, and to some 100 fold. Lord, we thank you that promotion is theirs in the workplace, in the marketplace. We thank you though for those who are in business. We thank you for witty inventions that come because of the blessing. Creative ideas. New ways of doing things as ordered and directed by the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you and we give you praise in the mighty, matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have prayed and someone said, Amen and Amen and Amen and Amen. And remember these words from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We love you. God bless you.